So good morning, listeners, and welcome to Sacred Space in West Limit 102. My name is John Keeley. Thank you again for joining me this morning. And it's the 25th of March. It's Palm Sunday. Um, and welcome again to Sacred Space, to a full program this morning. Uh, just introduce a few guests that are joining me this morning. Delighted to welcome back again into the hot seat again, Geraldine Creighton. How are you, Ger? Hi, John. Hi, listeners. Lovely to be back on Sacred Space. Thank you again for joining us, coming all the way up from Limerick City to come and see studio here in Ada. And, of course, my ever-faithful wife, Anne, who's trying to keep tabs on me and everybody else around the place. Good morning to you, Anne. How are you? Morning, John. Well, thank you. Morning, listeners. And we've got Geraldine. You brought a new, a new person to the studio this morning to join us for the program. Please introduce our guest. Yes, well, uh, Gerard Hanley is a member of the Emanuel community, living in Limerick with his lovely wife Barbara. Uh, he'll tell you more about himself later. Gerard is uh, a man with a great story, but very, you know, what can I say? He's a humorous man. Sense of humor is a big thing. So um, hopefully we'll be able to enjoy all of all of what he got to share later. You're very welcome to the programme. Thank you, John. Uh, good morning, uh, listeners. Um, my name is Jared Hanley, and again, a man of faith, so I look forward to... Well, I look forward to your story. Your, your, your story you'll, uh, you'll stay with us in part two, of course, where you'll share that, that journey with us. But in the meantime, we want to most um, welcome the most important people uh, that we have to join us today, and indeed every day, are those people who are sick those people who are housebound and those people who can't get out of the house are lonely just searching for some hope we pray that the Holy Spirit will stay with them and indeed with us this morning um, to listen to what the Holy Spirit has to say to us and it's lit now come and see a candle here so that's we've invoked the Holy Spirit before we start the program to stay with us for the duration of the program again just to remind people this program is going out again um, tonight at 11pm again on West Limit 102 local radio and, of course, a podcast of this program and any other program, as we say, goes out on our blog, which is www.sacredspace102.blogspot.com. Now, Shane, you're welcome to join us this morning again. And, of course, we usually ask you to share with us some celestial guides. Um, of course, for Holy Week, you don't, uh, you, you don't share those with us. But you've got some other news you want to share with us this morning. Yeah, well, as you said, John, uh, Holy Week is, as today is Palm Sunday or Passion Sunday. So that means, of course, next week is Holy Week, and Holy Week takes precedence over the calendar, so we are not uh, mentioning any of the celestial guides on this week's program. But obviously, just to point out a couple of things, uh, for those that are interested, the Chrism Mass is in Limerick on uh, Wednesday at 7, I think it is, John, uh, in St. John's. And then, obviously, of course, the big news of the week was the announcement, of course, on Wednesday, uh, John, that Frankie is coming to town. Or as I said, I should say, Pope Francis, of course, is coming to Dublin. Um, so obviously the official confirmation that the papal visit is going to happen on the 25th and 26th of August uh, for Pope Francis to attend the World Meeting of Families 2018 in Dublin. So at the moment, of course, we're waiting to see what else that will entail. Generally, when Pope Francis visits, particularly... European countries, this visits tend to be quite short, focused, coming for particular events, which in this case is the World Meeting of Families. Um, so we'll have to wait and see whether or not there will be anything extra outside of the Dublin area, in particular whether or not he will be going to Northern Ireland, although that doesn't look likely at this stage. 
Of course, it is a reminder to people, please, please have a look at the World Media Family's website, see, the, see what's on, get involved, pick up Amoris Letizio, have start reading through it, check the different courses that have been offered and introductions and formations that have been done in preparation for the event. It's not just the six, the four or five days that are going to be happening in Dublin in August. It is a whole series of build-up and preparation and catechesis uh, leading to the Papal Mass in the Phoenix Park on the 26th of August. And of course, before that, then we encourage people to register and to participate and to take part in the actual World Media Families itself in the, the days before the Papal Mass and before that big gathering in Croke Park on the 25th. So that's it for John this morning. Thank you, Adam Chen. Um, just to let people know um, about the Chrism Mass in Rome, uh, the Holy Father, Pope Francis, celebrates the Chrism Mass live from Rome on Thursday next, and that's at 8.30 in the morning. Uh, it goes on actually for two and a half hours. Also, um, Pope Francis presides over the solemn celebration of the Lord's Passion live from the Vatican, and that takes place next Friday at four o'clock. And... There's live Way of the Cross from Rome. I think this is a beautiful Way of the Cross from Rome. It's from the Colosseum. Father Pope Francis um, presides over the Stations of the Cross from the Colosseum in Rome next Friday, and that's at quarter past eight. And the Easter Vigil Mass is live from Rome. From Pope Francis celebrates the Easter Vigil Mass live from Rome next Saturday at half seven in the evening. Just one more notice there, just before Anne prays that prayer for us, uh, the spiritual communion prayer. And that's just to remind people again about the final, um, the final readings uh, for the Easter Vigil from Glenstall Abbey. Uh, takes place again in the library in Glenstall, 4.30 this afternoon. It's entitled, From Death to Life, Water Old, New Water New. And that's by Father Martin Brown. So before we go for our first bit of music, and might pray this prayer for us, uh, which is for those people who can't receive Jesus at Mass this morning. Thank you, Anne. Okay. My Jesus, I desire to receive you into my soul, which since I now cannot receive you sacramentally, come spiritually into my soul. I embrace you as already there. I unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Amen. Thanks for that, Anna. That's a, a special prayer for those people who can't receive Jesus at the Mass this morning, a spiritual communion prayer. Thank you, Anna. So we'll go for our first bit of music and one of these um, nice little um, treats that we give our new guests is to be able to, to choose music every now and again. Have you got a piece of music there for us, Jay? I have, John. Um, this piece of music, um, I heard it back in 1990 above in the Point Okay. Okay. Um, and then I brought it to Limerick, and as part of the Limerick Gospel Choir, we recorded it down in St. Michael's uh, Church. Mm -hmm. um, Jesus, all for Jesus. Lovely. So let's hear this. And what I didn't know, are you singing in this? Are you part of this group? Yes, I'm one of the gospel well, members. Yeah. Thank you very much. So in, again, it's, in, it's all for Jesus. All for Jesus. Let's hear this.
Okay, so welcome back again to Come and See Inspirations. This is, my name is John Keeley, joined by Geraldine Creton and Jared Hanley. Shane's somewhere out there in Skypland, and, and of course is with me. And um, this morning, we said we'd bring us something nice, something special. Uh, Geraldine has brought a, a guest with her this morning for a very special reason. Tell me, Joe, what's... Well, I'm delighted to bring Jared Handley with me this morning. I know Jared for a very, very long time, and he's been a man who's been an inspiration in terms of his faith journey. But just, as I said at the start, for who he is, he's a man with a great sense of humour. He loves life, lives life to the full, and uh, he's a train driver. He works... Um, for works with Irish Rail, and he, you know, he'll talk about that maybe a little later. But this time, where I suppose at the time of year we're with Jesus, he's making his pilgrimage to Jerusalem and onwards mm. um, to the cross, offering himself. And, and Jared, you've been on a journey. Can you tell us a little bit about that journey in your life and, and how, what, what circumstances, events happened that you saw God working in your life in a really definitive way? Well, really, Geraldine, um, I, I'd go back to family, first of all. Um, within the family, there was always prayer. And, you know, we were brought to Mass. And we, as an altar boy, that's where I really got um, the reverence for the sacraments. Um, with the Redemptorist, it was really kind of a formation. And that was the beginning of the journey. From there, the Novena on a Saturday, it used to be on Saturday night around nine o'clock. But um, growing up like that, um, there was always, I always had this sense of a love for God within me. And as I journeyed through the young years into teenage years, I found that I started to really search you know, even as a teenager, when all the discos were going on and different types of music, I still had a longing inside um, for God. Um, in those years, um, early years, as an altar boy, I met my wife. She was in the junior choir or youth choir. So we started going out with each other at a, at a <clears throat> fairly young age, 16 or so. And we used to go to the novena, and afterwards, then we'd go to discos or the pictures, whatever it was. So our journey um, started, we say, within the family. My, my mother was involved in prayer groups at a, from the seventies, and she'd always introduce me to bits of scripture, and you know, she'd ask me to read this, and of course, I was would shrug it off like and, mm. but later on I would always go back and, and actually read it mm. so from from that point of view um, the seed was already um, set so it just needed a little bit of nurturing and over time I met the different people I'd met Geraldine um, and a few friends and we started sharing our faith together um Charismatic renewal was on the horizon as well. I could see there was a change taking in, um, place within the church. You know, um, it was becoming more open. And from there, I was invited by my mother again to go to one or two of these prayer meetings. And you know what? I didn't really kind of gel with it at the time because 
it was different. You know, people were, they had their hands in the air and they were singing, they were joyful. But deep down, I had a longing. You know, I wanted what they had. They were free. And they were, you know, they were openly speaking about Jesus. And they were sharing their scripture. And that's what I wanted. I wanted, I could see the love, I could see the joy in, in their faces. And that's what I wanted. And yet I didn't know how to go about it, you know, or how, even though I'd, I'd go to Mass um, on a regular basis, I found that there was something wasn't, hadn't connected. Then my wife is a hairdresser, and one of her suppliers, um, a man called John O'Donnell, um, um, he had a prayer meeting in, in St. Paul's there in Duradoyle, and he invited Barb myself to come along one weekend um, or one Thursday night to one of the meetings. So we happened to arrive along and they were starting the Life in the Spirit seminars. So this went on for a, a number of weeks and at the end of the, at the end of it we were actually we were prayed with. It just seemed so strange but we, we had a kind of formation before that mm. and they explained to us you know what would happen and you know how you would you know not to expect you know a bolt of lightning so they prayed with us and felt this complete sense of peace flowing down through me mm. um, we I had this burning uh, desire to read scripture which I, it just came alive um, I had a hunger to read some books spiritual books um, and I just felt this complete joy over me you know and then we prayed and from there you know we became faithful members of, of the St. Paul's prayer group Thursday night for many many years um, then what I found was that um, I started to drift work was getting in the way it was difficult to get to Thursday night meetings um, I had been involved on, on service committee for a number of years and that was you know really you saw the inside inside of how it works and that was a fantastic experience as well you know to, to be involved in the group and had been on prayer teams and that but what I found then was that I was drifting um, it was maybe it was burnout but I think what happened was my prayer life was also um, drying up you know the way it was the well the dry well I suppose really so um, in those years we had two children um, no adults and we have two uh, grandchildren but a number of years ago Barbara and myself decided that you know we needed something in our life we needed to um, we were at a crossroads so we went to one of the prayers in the comprehensive and we met um, some members of the Emmanuel community and we chatted with them and when we went home afterwards Barb and myself we chatted and we spoke what would we do you know would we give it a try so we made contact again with, with Geraldine and, and some of them uh, members of the Emmanuel community and we started to do a prayer a prayer meeting 
um, in front of the Blessed Sacrament down in St. Michael's. And from there we went to some of the meetings in Dublin to see what it was, what it was all about. And what I found was my prayer life started to rekindle. I found that the adoration was a real source of um, a powerhouse. Um, my, I started reading my scripture more. Um, it didn't make life any easier, but it, it gave me the sense of God's presence again. You know, we started to pray as a, as a couple again. Um, we always did pray, like, you know, even in the, in, the, in the height of any difficulty, we always prayed, prayed with our children. But this was now um, a deepening, you know, of our faith in our journey, you know, and this would go into all parts of, of our, our life, you know, in, in work, you know, in work, it, you know, you had to witness. It was difficult, you know, um, but I was, I was never afraid to, to witness to my, to my faith. Mm -hmm. So from that, then from the meeting with the Emmanuel community, um, we decided that, you know, we'd go to Rome. It was the 50th um, anniversary of the charismatic renewal and we went with uh, Geraldine and Adrian and we met with the Emmanuel community. They were, they were doing a program and we also went to the Vatican and to um, Circus Maximus and it was absolutely, it was a wonderful, um, a wonderful experience. But in the church, um, after a kind of a healing, a prayer healing, a session. Barbara, we distinctly heard the words, you know, that there's a couple here that are trying to discern where they are. And the words came that, this is where I want you. This is your family. And like we had gone to Rome with the, with the intention of making up or making a decision, you know, because many times, you know, you, you, you kind of struggle with, with the faith, should we, shouldn't we? So we came back and we were absolutely blown away by it. Like, you know, the fact that both of us heard this. So our journey, you know, it's ongoing. Um, you know, going back to even when Pope John Paul arrived in 1979, you know, I was 19, you know, all those teenage years, you know, then I remember Pope John Paul saying something like, you know, if people don't pray, you know, that the change will come, you know, that people will actually lose their faith. So that's roughly where I'm now, Geraldine, at the moment. I you had, we were chatting earlier, you had a, a quote there from Father Jack McArdle in, in, his, his, in his book. He was talking about the very point you make there about prayer and the importance of prayer. I wonder, could you pull that quote up there for me? Oh, it was at the end of a joke yeah, about three clergymen and oh, yeah, positions of prayer, but anyway. He's talking about prayer, that's right. Um, God, uh, here it is. God looks, at and God looks at and listens to the heart when we pray. The organ God has given me to pray is my heart. If the heart is not praying, then the tongue is wasting its time. No matter what the body 
posture is. Mm. So, so it's really important mm, of the heart mm. to heart. And I suppose from all that you've shared there, just saying, you know, what would you say is the nugget, you know, if for our listeners or for the one person out there saying, well, what's my next step? How do I take the next step to use the word deepen the relationship with God? Or what was the thing? What 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 is it for you now? I think now it's... To me, adoration is is, the, is for you know, adoration, um, rec- um, sacraments of reconciliation. Mm. Very, these are most important. The mass, um, it's the sacraments. You know, frequent um, confession mm. and adoration is spending time. It's not even. It's listening. Mm. It's to quieten the self mm. in all the hustle and bustle of life to, you know and to listen and mm. to ask the Lord to give you a word and he will give you a word you know it might be from your friend might have that word for you it might be to encourage you to um, change a habit mm. um, it might be to increase your generosity or to open your home up or Whatever it is like, or to make that, you know, a reality in your life. You know, it's not all, when we come together to pray, um, when we come together to pray as a community, we're all in it together, like as a family, you know, to. Yeah. um, Yes, John. Thank you a lot for sharing that story. And um, speaking as a man, the same as yourself now. Um, it's pretty hard sometimes for us fellas to end up going to a prayer group, number one. You know, invariably, um, maybe there's a lot of women there, and as usual, the women are there showing us the way in terms of praying and so on and so forth. When you first of all ended up going to that prayer group, the first prayer group you went to, how did you feel? You know, were you there by yourself in terms of being a man? Or? One of the first meetings I went to yeah. was with with my mum. Well, well my mother yeah. wasn't... Uh, okay, yeah. that, that helps. And um, I thought, you know, it was strange. Yeah. But there was there were men that were there, like you had... Um, you had John O'Donnell. Okay. Um, there was another man of the Harneys, and... You, you he, weren't there by yourself? I, w- I was there by myself, and I also was with, was with my wife, Barbara. The thing that I heard you say there was... The scripture come alive for you there. Yeah. Whereas before that, maybe like the rest of us, maybe just going to mass and going through the motions and so on and so forth. But you said suddenly when you went to this, um, the scripture come alive. How do you mean by that? I mean, the, 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 some sense in in regard to applying your own, to your own life. Prior to reading, um, we say before you, when I read the Bible, it mm. really, it didn't really mean yeah. the stories. But now. Some of the paragraphs or the words were jumping off the page. Yeah, okay. And like the Acts of the Apostles, you know, mm. it, the story was like, it's our life. Mm. Like the woman at the well, it's our our life, our story. We all have a story to tell. Mm. You know, you know, most of us, you know, are, are cracked, we're broken. Yeah, yeah. But we hide that. We don't show that, you know. Mm. Some of us struggle with alcoholism. Some of, them, some of us struggle with smoking addiction, gambling addiction. All sorts of stuff, yeah. Mm. But that's your story. 
you know and that's the journey that God you hand your cares over to the Lord and he will change your life completely upside down but you've got to do that you've got to hand it over you've got to you do and it's a daily thing letting go yeah and but it's it's the joy that you get it's like it keeps you going it keeps you going it's Mm -hmm. like when you if you keep a secret yeah and you keep it for many years but then when you when you tell that the relief yeah even if you have hurt somebody you know the Mm. relief that you get and it's a joy that comes and it's similar it's like that when we turn to God he loves us he came into the world to tell us that yeah and it's a simple that's as simple as that but we don't accept it the other thing that jumped out at me and so important you mentioned the word support yourself and your wife support each other in terms of prayer in terms of encouragement because there's times and I witness the same thing myself sometimes I might be struggling with my face and my wife helps me and vice versa I'm sure the same thing happens with it, yourself it does it does yeah it does and like even in our own family like you know when your children you know your children will they have their journey to go on yeah. you know it's not our journey you can show them by example by having your you know all the the Christian things in your your home your values Mm. your pictures your holy water your crucifix you these are all you know yeah what we have but you can't beat yourself up because they might turn their back on that and that's what you're saying no no we're never to beat ourselves up last question for myself at the moment you mentioned prayer is so important prayer with the family Prayer, with, yeah. Prayer with, with with the family. Um, prayer, but your own prayer life too. Your, your own prayer life, yeah. Keeping in touch Keep, with yeah. what it's all about, uh, yeah. And a very wonderful thing that I discovered through the Emmanuel community mm. as well was to to keep a diary, a prayer diary, on okay. a daily basis. You know, in the morning when you when you read, you do your prayer, and you you keep a little diary, and then you can reflect back on that, and you you can actually see where you're growing. You know, it might just be a little note for the day to put in, like, okay. you missed an opportunity, or I met somebody today who shared yeah. their story with me, or I shared my story with somebody. You know, it could be... And that can help then for you to reflect back and, and then maybe learn from that, and maybe the next day yeah, re-emphasize you, doing that again. Yeah, you, 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 you're growing all the time, like, you know, it's like the seed the roots mm. under the ground we don't see them growing but they're growing and then the little shoot pops up in the springtime and then that starts to grow and grow but it has to be fed and so then you ended up with the, the Emmanuel community I'm you're, in, you're the, in, 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 in the journey with them at the moment yes yeah. Yeah, yes it's, uh, and they are certainly alive most certainly alive. Yes. Yeah, I've known yeah. I've known Jo for a few years now. She's she's, she's a viral. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of yeah. music, in terms of her love for the Lord, and 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 her um, uh, availability. Availability. Yeah. Is that what it's yeah. 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 I think yeah. The, the Lord is amazing. Um, what I see when I look at Jer, because as I say, I've known him many years now, mm. is that he continues to grow. And, you know, we think, oh, I'm getting older now and, you know, what more new things can I learn? And, you know, as yeah. life goes on. But I look at this man and I see he's he's still growing. 
Yeah. And in fact, I would say he's getting younger. Like he's a grandfather, yeah. but he has the you know the attitude and the living of life like a young fella. And I, I think that's what the Lord does. He keeps even. In, and I'm not saying that that Jar and, and all of us we have big struggles and sufferings in our lives. But I suppose the great thing about knowing the Lord is that we 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 carry. He carries our sufferings with us. We we're not on our own. And that's the that's the yeah. name of the community is Emmanuel. Uh, you know that God is with us, and that's that's of course the, the word from the scriptures. God is not against us; He is with us, and He doesn't leave us on our own. And that's why, as we are in this uh, studio today, we're together sharing faith. We're sharing faith with, with uh, across the airwaves. Um, we're in. A, we are for each other, and we're t- saying to each other, "The Lord is so faithful." All the time, yeah. I couldn't help that. Excuse me, Jeff, for popping in there. Um, what we'd say to somebody who, who again, maybe. Maybe back where you were many years ago, maybe their faith isn't alive now at the moment, and maybe they're, they're struggling to keep on attending Mass and so on and so forth. What would you say to, to somebody who's in that position? I'd say to ask the Lord, wherever you are at that moment, just invite Him into your life. Mm. You know, and He will come into your life you know it doesn't have to be running off to the church straight away but wherever you are at that moment you'll have that desire you know your life is in in, in a model in bits yeah yeah and at that moment the lord is actually calling you through your brokenness through yeah. your suffering through whatever it might be unemployment you know um it could be a uh, death in the family, mm. you know, um, suicide. The Lord is always, he's in everything, you know, but we don't see it at the time, you know. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm in the middle of just writing my own little faith journey at the moment. And just looking back on it, I can see the various times when it must have only been the Lord. I mean, the Lord must have been taking me away from, from this and to kind of continue on to this and come in, you know. And, and, and all the time growing, all the time meeting new people, all the time learning for myself, and all the time, which I think is most important, which is what you're doing at the moment, sharing and encouraging with other people. Because there's people out there, we've all been there, on our own, thinking nobody loves us, including God, and... and, and faith isn't much good to us either and we don't exactly get much encouragement from the world these days and the culture and all the rest of it but somehow deeply within inside there that God is calling us as you said there yes. and so so what you're saying to us don't be afraid to ask God don't. in your own little room in, in your own little space exactly yeah. Yeah. That's, that's sacred space yeah. that's within our heart mm. um you know, we have to protect, we have to, we have to like St. Joseph mm. looked after Jesus, we have to protect Jesus dwelling within our hearts as well. So important. Well, Jan, what do you think of this now? Uh, one of the great things that I, I, Derek keeps learning, as I keep saying, he keeps growing, and one of the things I was really impressed is that he started to write some poetry. And uh, I asked him, if that's okay, I asked him just to share... Uh, one little uh, poem and I'll, I'll let him introduce it um, Thank you Geraldine um, the story behind the poems I went back to do adult education because I left school early and I didn't have any we'll say formal education mm-hmm. and I regretted it I went to work early 
And so one day, um, with a bit of encouragement, I went back and did a, a course inside in the Red Tech. And one in in on the course, I said, would, would I write a poem? So I wrote a poem and I said, did you write, did you write that poem? And I said, yes. And it ended up that I wrote a number of little poems and, you know, even even recently there was one published there was a there was a um, um on the limerick post there was a competition for people to write a poem about um addiction so i wrote a poem about addiction and it was accepted and it was actually published but i i might read that at a later date but the one i want to read at the moment is is um okay. is inspired by mother Teresa. um it's a little a little pencil and there might be little traits of me in this as well. I'm a little pencil in the service of the Lord, a simple little pencil set free to serve my Lord, a simple little pencil from a splinter of wood put on this earth with a mission to do good. I'm not an expensive pen covered in gold and jewels, nor an elegant feather quill. No, I'm just a simple pencil. Sometimes I'm broken, in bits on the floor, in need of a saviour, a repairman for sure. Then I hear a friendly voice whisper from within, I'll restore you anew, for I am your saviour, I love you. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. So, your parting thought for us at the moment, and this part of the program uh, this morning, would be don't be afraid to open up to Jesus. Don't be afraid to invite him in. Yes. Yeah? So I think maybe we'll go for our second bit of music this morning. What bit of music would you like us to, to play now, John? You Have Called Me. You Have Called Me. And that's sung by... Sorry, John. Um, Ronan Johnson. Okay, let's do this. You Have Called Me very apt. Okay, let's do this.
Welcome back again to Come and See Inspirations. I said, my name is John Keely. Still joined in studio here by Geraldine Creighton and Anne Keely. And Jared, honey, thank you so much for sharing and for encouraging us this morning. Thank, thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you, and Shane is still with us on Skype. So with this part of the program, we're going to do two things this morning. We're going to read the processional uh, gospel for Palm Sunday. Um, reflect on it a little bit. And then we're going to have a little bit of a journey through Holy Week. Before all that happens, though, we'll invite Anne to pray this prayer before reading and reflecting on Scripture. Thanks, Anne. Lord, we thank you for pushing us in the presence of your word, which you inspired in your prophets. May we approach this word reverently, attentively, and humbly. May we not despise this word, but receive all it has to say to us. We know that our hearts are closed, often incapable, of comprehending the simplicity of your word. Send your spirit to us, so that receiving the word in truth and simplicity, our lives may be transformed by it. Let us not be resistant, Lord. May your word penetrate us like a two-inch sword. May our hearts be open to it. Let not our eyes be closed, nor our minds wander, but we may give ourselves entirely to this listening. We ask this further in union with Mary, who used to recite the Psalms through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for that, Anne. So now, Geraldine, please, would you read the Gospel for us today? A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. When they were approaching Jerusalem, in sight of Bethphage and Bethany, Close by the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go off to the village facing you, and as soon as you enter it, you will find a tethered colt that no one has yet ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone says to you, What are you doing? Say, The master needs it, and will send it back here directly. They went off and found a colt tethered near a door in the open street. As they untied it, some men standing there said, What are you doing untying that colt? They gave the answer Jesus had told them, and the men let them go. Then they took the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks on its back, and he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, others greenery, which they had cut in the fields. And those who went in front and those who followed were all shouting, Hosanna, blessings on him who comes in the name of the Lord, blessings on the king, coming kingdom of our father David, Hosanna in the highest heavens. Thank you for that, Geraldine. Shane, would you give us a short little reflection on that before we reflect on Holy Week? Thanks. 
Sure, John. Um, it's interesting, of course, that today is the 25th of March, and normally in the liturgical calendar, today would be the Feast of the Annunciation. And instead, what we are presented with, of course, is the entrance of Jesus into the Holy City, into Jerusalem, ahead of his Passion. And there's, there's almost, if you like, a certain um, relationship between the two, because, of course, with the Annunciation, we have Gabriel announcing to Mary that she was to conceive and bear a son. And, of course, it was her yes to that request, to that ask of God, that started the whole process of the Incarnation and the, eventually what leads up to Calvary. And it seems somewhat appropriate that the juxtaposition of the two days is celebrated together, is celebrated on this day uh, this year. Of course, the entry into Jerusalem, of course, Palm Sunday is very much the beginning of the holiest week in the church's liturgical year. And it's an opportunity for us to walk very closely during the week with the Lord towards uh, Calvary on Friday, but of most importantly, of course, uh, the Easter and the, the empty tomb on Sunday. I suppose just to think about the actual gospel that's presented to us today, uh, it's it's Mark's account of the entrance in, and it's the whole thing about the the, the donkey and and the the throwing down of the palm leaves, which is all very familiar to us. In fact, it's probably too familiar with us that we might lose the significance of it. The use of the donkey or the use of the colt is very much linking back to the Davidic entry and the Davidic uh, um, prophecy that Jesus was trying to fulfil and his entry into the city. And of course, the the throwing down of palms to cover the route, very much the triumphal entry of a very different Messiah into the holy city of Yahweh. I suppose the question for us this week is, you know, what do we put in, down in front of the Lord this Sunday as we, we, we participate in the, in the Palm Liturgy and then on to reading the first Passion Gospel of Holy Week? For us, where are we in the crowd in terms of onlookers? Are we there, you know, with the celebration? Because, of course... Where you have, you know, the quietness of Gabriel talking to Mary at the Annunciation, leading to the acclamation of the crowd on Palm Sunday, which in turn then leads to the mob on Good Friday, calling and crying out for blood. I suppose it's it's an interesting one for us in terms of saying, well, do we run with the, you know, run with the hare and chase with the hounds sometimes in the way that we have our lives? Is there a moment whenever we need to stand back and take an opportunity to say this is what we have to do and we have to take a principal stand in some respects? But I suppose, um, Geraldine, that was just some quick uh, comments or ideas that came to what anything in particular that struck you about this Sunday's gospel? Well, what I love about it is is the journey from Hosanna to Hallelujah that's taking place. Not only you know we're starting with the Hosanna um, today, and you know this word meaning Lord save us that became a word that actually was praising God, and and I, I love the, the fact that it's it's an appeal to God that become you know becomes a word a word of praise for the deliverance that is actually we're experiencing. Or that is anticipated that, you know, in, back in Jesus day, they were waiting for the Messiah. They were, they knew and believed the Messiah was going to deliver them. Um, Jesus was coming in, you know, seated, seated on a colt like a king, the one who was going to rule, um, that the kingdom was coming, that a change was about to happen. And for us to just beginning our, our holy week, you know, we only have so many holy weeks in our lives. We only have so many Easter's in our lives, only so many 
Yeah, it only happens once a year. So it's an opportunity, as you say, to say, what are we putting in front of the Lord? What are we saying? I'm going to put this lower and lift you higher. I am going to, you know, go through the, as Jared talked about earlier, you know, the, the receiving all that we can, or accepting all that we can accept from the Lord in terms of what is he offering? Why did Jesus come? Why did he come? And it's in that expression uh, of the Jewish people in Hosanna. Lord, save us. He came to set us free, to bring us to a freedom that allows us to meet God face to face. Face to face. This was promised from the earliest of times um, to the first people prophets um, back to Moses, you know, to see the Lord. This is what, and to be able to be in the presence of the Lord without uh without disappearing, you know, to actually live as the, the Mass says, beautiful phrase in the Mass, to live through love in his presence. This is what God wants for us right now, and this promise holds true for us in eternal life, but it begins now. Thanks for that, Jam. Shane, we've got about five minutes left, maybe a bit less. Can you start us up with a little bit of reflection for Holy Week? Yeah, it's, 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 there's so much that happens in Holy Week, John, on where to start. I think for me, I would highlight maybe two things for Holy Week that maybe people could reflect on because the liturgies of Holy Week, they are so full, so incarnational, so uh, so inspiring if they're done properly. And the two things I would say is, first of all, the Holy Thursday night, the Mass of the Lord's Supper. And at the end of that, there is the stripping of the altars and the processional and the Christ is taken out from the tabernacle the altars are stripped, and it's we're we're in the within the Garden of Gethsemane during the altar of repose. So that opportunity to say, stay with the Lord. Then, for me, I think the other thing I would say to people this year, there's moments to reflect on, is the exultus on Holy Saturday night. It's something we had that whole ceremony of light, lucinarium, at the beginning of the Easter vigil, the lighting of the Easter candle, the blessing of the fire. But one of the great hymns and songs of the church that sometimes is overlooked is the Exalted, which is that great prayer of the candle on a, on a holy Saturday night. And it's, it's beautiful if it can be sung and if it can be sung well. Uh, but it's so rare in Irish liturgies because we, we're, we're very, I suppose, we're very puritanical sometimes in our liturgies to not, and we don't often hear the singing or the chanting of the Exalted. But if for people to take the Exalted in their Missalette and to just read it and reflect on it, it's a beautiful, it's a very ancient prayer. And for me, it's one of the key points of Holy Week and what it symbolizes in terms of the light of Christ coming back into the world. For me, if I was to say to two, two things, if I was to say for people this year, pick out moments that you can really focus and take time with the Lord. And for me, they would be the two opportunities I would select this Easter week. Hey, thanks for that, Geraldine. Any thoughts yourself? Yeah, one, one thought I had, um, adding to what Shane's shared there, you know, Jesus came and he was he's making a journey. He's making a journey to take us to, to the Lord. And mm. we have an opportunity, I think, this week to make little journeys ourselves. One of them could be, you know, to, to, to go visit a neighbour. Um, who is suffering or phone someone on the phone, email them, whatever, make contact with people, choose to do something for somebody else. And in doing it, um, just offer even the little effort that it takes in union with, with Jesus' own suffering, uh, mm-hmm. that this person might be blessed or this person's life might be transformed or another or, or for the salvation of souls in general. We, we, we will have to, it'll be normal life this week mm-hmm. for all of us as well as the, the liturgical life mm-hmm. but we can even when we're not at liturgy we can actually live it with Jesus and 
you know, this is a great invitation. This is what Mary, Mary allowed to happen. You know, those that promise the sword will pierce your heart, you know, and Jesus is asking us, you know, let, you know, join with me, join with me in my journey. You know, and we have the hosannas of the people, of course, people were traveling with Jesus to Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. And as of course, he got closer and closer to Calvary, people left and left and left until we were at the cross with Mary and John, as we have this this strong image. Um, But, you know, he's inviting us to stay with him and to suffer with him, to have compassion on God, who is having compassion on us. So unite our little sufferings, our little annoyances of the week with him, and say, Lord, you know, for the salvation of my family, of my of a particular person, or you know, just out of love for Him and in thanksgiving for the fact that He His death brings me life and life eternal. I think they are beautiful thoughts, both um, Shane and uh, Joan and I. You know, just highlighted the the idea of taking our time, taking our time going through Holy Week. Um, I mean, I I couldn't just help but remember what. Jerry shared with us there in part two, you know, about speaking to the Lord. Maybe asking the Lord to, to to help me journey this week, help him carry his cross, help me to witness to his cross, help me to witness to other people maybe who are carrying their own crosses this week. In the meantime, we'll have to go. Um, Shane, have you got one final mm-hmm. thought? Or uh, would that be it now this week? Just one final thought, just to take our time. Take your time. Easter week, Holy Week, it's an intense week. So, thanks again for joining us this morning. Um, it's been one of those programs that I've certainly enjoyed myself. Thanks, Jeff, for, for coming in and help us to start off ourselves uh, to journey this week with the Lord carrying his cross. Um, not too sure where it's going to lead us, but as, but as Geraldine said, we've got other people too that maybe we can help from time to time too this week. Geraldine, thank you again for coming. You're welcome. And Anne, thank you very much, Nick, for sharing the prayers. Um, unfortunately, due to technical reasons, we seem to have lost Shane on the Skype this morning. But Shane knows, uh, just to advise people, next week, Easter Sunday, we have Father Frank Dewey from Newcastle West come to join us and share with us the joys of Easter and also share with us the gospel. But the final bit of music this morning, what would you like us to play, Jar? John, I'd love to play, um, it's from the Emmanuel publications it's a uh, mercy and it's number six jesus we adore you lord jesus we adore you lord so yeah just just one little thing just before you go will you come back and join us again i will john yes thank you very much indeed and i'm sure all those people out there would love to hear more of that story and more encouragement so it's the next week from the two jars from Anne and myself god bless you all take it easy take your time walk with the lord as best you can so we'll go with a bit of music from the Emmanuel community, and this one is entitled Jesus, We Adore You, Lord. Until next week, God bless you all now. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Sacred Space.